Welcome back to Shadows in the Limelight. The track you just heard was a quick listen, used with permission, of course, of the song Forever Bulletproof by our guests from the Rhythm Therapy Band, Gunnar Thorne and Kevin Turner. These guys are returning guests on the show and have become good friends of mine. Earlier this month, actually it was Friday the 13th, these guys released their second volume of the Music Room Sessions. This album has a much heavier feel than the first. We talk about the making of this record, how they go about writing their songs, upcoming live shows, and a whole lot more. Here's the latest interview with the Rhythm Therapy Band. Gentlemen, how are we? Very hey, good. Good. Very Thanks good. for having us. Yeah, you guys are back two time in it, I guess. Uh, and this time with volume two. And we're going to talk about volume two because I loved volume one. I played the hell out of it. But I, volume two is where it's at for me. I love it. So we'll get into it. But Kevin, you're here. You're on two feet. How you feeling? Yeah. Uh, man, I'm good. I'm I'm happy to be alive, honestly. Uh, what happened good. to you? Uh, I, I thought I had a pulled muscle in my chest and... I, I went, I just kept dealing with it because I thought, what are they going to do about it? And I, I went to the hospital, they ran some blood and they're like, oh no. And then they like did this catheter thing in my arm and they found like three of my arteries were almost completely blocked. And they said, well, we're going to have to cut you open and do a massive surgery. And then two days later, I had a massive heart attack in the hospital. So if I wouldn't have been there, I probably wouldn't be here today. So it's pretty crazy. Well, we want to see a volume three and a volume yeah. four and how many we can go. You got something going with this, but glad to hear you're doing all right. Thank you. um, you're still going to be able to play some live shows and you get to to get back on the horse, so to speak. Yeah. April 1st will be my first show back. So I'm just kind of uh, listening to the doctors. They said, don't do anything for three months. So uh, if it, three months can add 30 years to my life, then then I'm going to do it. Hey, that that's that's awesome. Glad to hear you're doing well. I, I did yeah. follow it on Facebook like everywhere everybody else. I was texting Gunner, like, what is going on here? And uh you're too young for that stuff, man. I uh I'm sorry to hear about it, but let let's get into the good stuff. I, I got a sneak peek of one of the very first tracks all the way back in July, and I've been begging for this record ever since. Tell me what goes into this record. Uh it's it's definitely a lot more what we're it's more like raw and more of the music we listen to every day. I feel like volume one was something we had to write. Like we need to get these songs out because they mean a lot to us. And then volume two is more going back to our roots and, and just recording what we love to hear. Yeah. Some of the songs on there we actually had for the first volume, but they just didn't make it on there. Uh, Breathe is one of those songs that are, is older floating. Uh, you want it all is another one that was, you know, it could have been on the volume one, but we just opted out. It and you and I were talking about this that you breathe is probably I love that intro riff on breathe, but right. you wrote that in two thousand and eight. Yeah, the lyrics and everything. A long time ago, I wrote that. Mm-hmm. So where does it sit? Where's the vault? Is it like behind the mayonnaise or what uh, is it? It's, it's kind of in my head. You know, I just I always certain lyrics will kind of just stay with me. And I always thought, well, that that would be cool if I could redo the music because it was more acoustic. And if I could make it, uh, you know, and something more what I what I'm hearing now in my head. That's what I was. That's what I was going for. Is that the process that you get? I hear that once in a while where, I mean, even me, I I go to sleep and if I, I I always keep a notepad next to my bed. So even if I have a good idea, whether it's for work or for something I want to do, I write it down. 
Do you see the lyrics? Do you hear them? How does that process come about creatively for you guys? Well, for me, um, actually, here's kind of a weird story. The the song changes. I dreamt that. I dreamt I was, I like I heard the music and everything, and I woke up and I literally started singing it in my phone because I heard it, and and it was the weirdest thing. I that doesn't normally happen, but what normally happens for me is um, I'll be playing something on a guitar and uh, I might get inspired by just a chord, and all of a sudden that's where like a melody will strike over a certain chord. And then it just kind of goes from there for me. You know, everybody has a different process for doing it. Yeah. For me, it's, I grab my guitar and start noodling. I find a riff that I think is cool. And then I like build the whole song and, and the songs I have written lyrics on are, are it's like a painstaking process of trying to figure out how to write lyrics. I have such a hard time with it, but I have wrote some good songs lyrically. It's just, it's way harder for me to see it like Phil sees it. Well, I mean, we're when you guys are going through this process and we're looking at things, it was funny. I was I was texting Gunner back and forth a little bit about what what the new album sounds like. And he says it's like breaking Benjamin meets Shinedown meets Pop Evil and has a baby with Skid Row or something like that. I wrote that down when I saw it. And it was funny because like I'm listening to the tracks in my car at the time I was driving. And I remember thinking, Hey, this sounds like a, I like, I hear like slave to the grind. Like I hear it in the background. And then he texted me that. And I was like, Oh, this is crazy. But uh, like when you guys are thinking musical influences, like we talked about this last time you guys were on the show, but I mean, you guys are, you know, I don't want to say motor city because you're in Michigan, but do you like, do you feel like this is just that old school, like, Breb up your, you know, 350 small block or big block and just let it go. Like, what's it feel like when you guys hear that out loud right now? Like, do you hear those influences or do you just hear what you made? I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, it's cool to have the influences, uh, but we want to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're not like directly, you know, ripping anybody off. Uh, oh I, no, I, and and I'm not I trying hear, to say that at all. Yeah, yeah, no, I I hear things. Uh, you can't help being influenced by stuff. You know, there's so many bands that I love and that Kevin love. Uh, you know, so everything, even old Kiss. You know, I mean, you won't, you don't, you might not hear that that influence, but it's probably somewhere buried in there. You know, yeah. So April one is the first live show. What's all on that bill? Uh, we have we have our band. Uh, we're going to open up the show and, and we're going to do most of volume two on there. And then we have a cover band that's going to do all of Slade to the Grind. And then with a girl singer. So, really so 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 that'll be really cool. They're called Gorgeous Nightmare as a band. And then my other band, Trixie Tang, we're going to we're going to tribute Van Halen and we're going to do the David Lee Roth Van Halen era. And, and uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're uh, we're recording this on what would have been Eddie Van Halen's 68th birthday, I believe. Yeah, yeah. In so, fact, I, I didn't bring it down here. It's upstairs at Kevin's house here, but I I brought one of my tribute uh, guitar, my Van Halen tribute guitars. I was going to show you, but I'll have to do it next time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, so that that sounds like a fun bill. I mean, um, assuming Kev, you're all good to go, like. Uh, what are we th- or what are we thinking for the rest of the spring and summer? Are you guys going to take as many gigs as you can get, or what do we want to do? Well, it seems like my other cover band's already filling up really fast, like it always does. So, uh, 
that'll probably take up most of my summer with uh, festivals and stuff. And I'm not sure exactly where Gunner and I are going to go next as far as live shows. We'd like to do more for sure. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Uh, is it Trixie Tang is your cover is your cover man? Correct. So when you guys do you have just a steady flood of of festivals and things that you guys do? You, I mean, you have a pretty good draw. It, it kind of sucks that now again, not that, that I mean, that's a, a, a good gig for you. But to have this awesome music that's tougher to get out in the live audience than something like that. Yeah, I mean, th- this this is uh this is my love and my passion for sure this project and uh I I look at the other thing is uh Trixie Tang is just keeping me fluent and it's a it's a great, you know, it's a great source of a second job for income and 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 uh I do have a lot of fun doing that, but if if I could do the original thing instead, I would I would much rather do that. Right. I have, I have a uh, a band too that I play in called Loud House, but it's just you know it's all covers. I sing for them. I don't even play guitar on that band. So um, we do that because we love it, you know. But this is definitely like Kevin said, you know, is where our heart is, is writing. And, right. Uh, T- tell me the latest developments in anything label wise for you guys for Rhythm Therapy and any news on that front? No, not nothing really. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm still talking to people. You know, I I, I won't mention names and. Yeah, but you know um but yeah we're we're talking um and and you know we'll see what happens in the future hopefully something yeah and i somebody needs to pick this up because it's just phenomenal and i i guess kind of when we we look at bringing the live show um have you guys already got your set list for april one all penned out yeah yeah we do actually and who were so i mean if i open the record i've got it on my on my desk i i see your guys's faces who's the rest of the band who plays with you uh my singer from trixie tang is the drummer for our project and then uh his name is clay and then we have a buddy or a buddy of ours named kurt who uh plays the guitar and does some of the background vocals as well he's in another band too he's in all seasoned dudes and then tell me about like uh, the the cool thing is, and again, I'm going to toot my own horn. I have never opened an album. And if I open up your album, I see my name on the inside of it, which is awesome. I'm giving myself a shameless plug because I think that's the coolest thing in the world. You've been there but, since the beginning. So we, we appreciate you. Dude, I, I like I, I I've looked at it probably a hundred times since I've gotten it. And I just I, I love the record. But tell me a little bit about some of the local support you guys are getting from some of your local radio stations and how important that is. Yeah. yeah, last year, uh, a local radio station picked up two of our songs off of uh, Volume 1 and played it and showcased it for the whole month and threw it in their rotation. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple couple other radio stations gave us like a, a little play here and there. So that's, that, it's, yeah. it's like a... And we did an interview with another one. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Michigan's very supportive that way of local bands, I think. I was just going to say, like, if we if we roll the clock back, you mentioned Kiss clearly by just looking in my room here. You know, I'm a Kiss fan, but Ted Nugent, Alice Cooper. I mean, I could name all these bands that come out of the Michigan area. They know rock and roll and they're here to support you guys all the way through it. I I think that if there's a way you could make a break, it's got to be in the Midwest. Um, I mean, uh, I guess I'll throw the details for the show in April that's going to come out. But um, what can people do, whether they are in Michigan or 
anywhere else in the country listening. I think I, I got my stats. The show is listened to in like 58 countries or something and I, a, a ton of streams. But if, if they if they want to see you or they want to hear you, what's the best way to do it in the music business today? Just call and request or send a file or send a share. How, how, do, we, how do you do that in 2023? I don't know. That's a download. Download or stream the stream the album stream it and send it to your stations get it get us on xm do something get your favorite dj get them on speed dial and request the heck out of it a lot lot of it is i mean that's where that's that's the gray area where you know a label really gets that going for you so it's a little bit difficult you know unless you know somebody we do know people but it's you know there's no guarantees think of a lot of luck if we could just get lucky enough to have the right producer or the right person hear some of these songs, I think they would be interested. It's just, uh, how do you get these people to, to listen? You know, we got like, we got really lucky with having you listen to us and, and, and reach back out to us. So we just need a, just a little more luck in that category. I think. Yeah. I, uh, I go back to the nineties and there's that lovely Wayne's world movie when they just try and get Mr. Big's limo to hear the hot chick singer. You guys need your equivalent of Mr. Big to just drive by with his limo. It might help Kev if you looked like that chick too, but (laughs) yeah. Right. Tina Carrera, whatever her name was. There we go. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the people, the guy that I'm talking to, and again, I won't throw names, but you know, he's, he's a busy guy. So it's a matter of, kind of balancing like what he's already got going on with finishing up, you know, recording with bands and, and uh, you know, just kind of have to see where things sit. Yeah. And I, I think what's just great about this album is, I mean, I, I was trying to look for a filler track and I, it's funny with these guys, I feel like I can tell them anything I want and I'd give them something and then like, well, have you heard, you know, somebody in the angels? Well, I didn't like it as much. I listened to it three or four more times. I'm like, you know, that's a, that's a kick-ass track too. I love it. And I'm trying to pick my least favorite. I'll keep letting you guys know which one of my yeah. least favorite is. Yeah. It moves around, but it's just so awesome. Um, what have you guys already, have you guys recorded things that are going to be on your next album already? Uh, we yeah. have about eight more songs that are, yeah. that are uh, in development. A couple of them are done and just need to be reworked and, yeah, we we're just, just got to decide what our third volume because our our first volume and second volume are so different from each other. Now we got to try the, to put it. That yeah, was so my the question. Third one's got to kind of. And we want that though. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure, like, and I've mentioned this before, where you take bands like the Beatles or Led Zeppelin or Queen. You know, they're always doing. They're always something was always different with all the songs, but it always sounded like the band. And so I think we want to make sure that whatever we do next is not going to be. We don't want to just repeat ourselves. So. Yeah. And there's, there's great bands out there, but like, and I'm, I I might get hate mail for this one, but like, I feel like every disturbed record sounds exactly the same, right? You know, it's them, you know, Dave Draymond's voice. It's, it is what it is, but you're, you're right. Like, I think that a band that can change sound, but still is distinct enough is a good way to put what you guys have. Gunner, your voice just to me stands out. And yeah, it, like if you ever think it's overproduced, this dude has sent me tracks on his cell phone where he's just singing into the cell phone. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people that would just wish they could do that. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't walk away mad. I'm just like, that guy has more talent in his pinky finger than I've got in my there, entire there's, body. There's times when, when I'm mixing his voice, that I've put like an auto tune or I put stuff on there and it actually makes it sound worse. It's just like, take that off there and just put a little bit of reverb in it. And it sounds wow. 
So it's it's kind of crazy how that works like that. One thing I did do different um, is I sang a little more aggressive on this album. You probably noticed that. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Too. So I on the first album, I was a little more conservative with how I sang. And, and a lot of it was just because the, the songs didn't require me to sing that way. So I kind of got my metal on, so to speak, on this one. Uh, it's a little more aggressive that way. So I know all of these songs are like your babies, but which one do you feel like if I'm going to call and request one in on the radio, you're going to, you're going to call it a single, which one are you guys going to pull from? For me, it's hard to pick between the first three songs, Oblivion Changes and Forever Bulletproof. I think all three of those yeah. are, are, are really mm-hmm. relevant sounding. Yeah. But, but Lifeline, I could hear like in a movie in my head, every time I hear that, I'm like, Oh, I could see this like on a TV show or a movie or something. So it's just a tough one. Yeah, I probably agree with Kevin on that. Like changes, Oblivion is is more of a metal song, but it's very relevant to things going on, you know. So Forever Bulletproof's probably been my favorite track, tried and true. I do love Breathe. Either one of those are great. Um, Breathe. I always forget about Breathe because we've had it for so long. Yeah, Breathe is great. Yeah, that it was just sounds so good, so so tough when the mm-hmm. the riff kicks in. Yeah, I mean, I'm like anyone else who starts their New Year's resolutions, jumps on the treadmill, does whatever you're going to do. That's the one that if I need to speed up, that's the one I'm listening to right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's keeping me intact with my resolution. But gentlemen, what what else is planned for you guys? I know I've asked this a couple of times, but um, any anything else that we need to be talking about with the new record, everything else? Not just uh, it's it's doing OK. You know, we're. We're noticing, you know, Spotify is going up. And, and uh, so we were, I think we're kind of touching a wider base. So we just want to grow that. Hopefully just keep growing the audience. Um, you know, we definitely have a lot more listeners, a lot more followers, even on Facebook, you know. So that's just grow it, you know, make it happen. That is one thing that's big. And I didn't really realize it until you realize how many metrics you can get, even with, with uh, what I, and I, I do very little on Spotify. I get more of my stuff from Apple, but even from the hosting service that you put on the streaming services, the amount of metrics they can give you, they can tell you where your songs are being played, when they're being played um, down to specific cities, locations, everything you want to know. Yeah. Does that, I mean, just by looking at those numbers, that just drive you crazy. Like, do you constantly look at it to see where you guys are at? I, I don't, I, I look at sometimes listeners on Spotify. I don't know why I'm kind of drawn to that, but I mean, I don't have all the stats. Kevin would have all that. I don't, I don't think we do that too much. No, not uh, too bad. I, it, it, I just think just, it could just kill you. I wouldn't want to look at it. Yeah. Right. For me, it's more about trying to figure out how can we get it out to more people. To, to how can how can we entice people to give it a shot? Because I think that's all we need is just give it a shot, and and I think you'll like something on there. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of funny. I was talking with, and this was a while back, but I was talking with uh, Ali Colleen. She's a, a, a country artist. I really like her too. And she says that you can get stuck in the numbers when you're like looking at Spotify. And she goes, I'll see one that hits X number of listens. And then there's one that's way trailing behind. But even if that number was 800, if it meant something to those 800 people, that's still pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. No matter how many are on there, yeah. and um, I, I guess I, the one thing I would say is, it, it everybody looks for a time of the year to go support small business, support something that's locally owned. 
I've always tried to say, if you can go now, again, these guys gave me my albums. I should probably, I want to make some rhythm therapy band shirts and those are going to be on me. But at the end of the day, go, it doesn't cost you anything to follow these guys on Spotify. It doesn't cost you a dime to share it on Facebook. The next time you scroll by, share it because this music deserves to get out there. It deserves to get a better, a bigger following. And I'm going to try my darndest to be there in April. I, uh, I want to make it happen. I looked, it's about an eight and a half hour drive for oh, me. And man, I think it's going to be worth it. We got to do it. Wow. Wow. So if you're going to play all of volume two, I, you never know. Not I may bring up the whole, well, we'll, we'll play most of it. And then I think we're going to play uh we'll play like best version of volume yeah. one. And nice. we're going to do a cover like a rat song. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Hey. I was like, if they're going to do all of slave, the grind, we're going to do all of Van Halen. We should yeah. probably throw some kind of cool. I think cover we're going to play there. lay it down. So. Oh, good. I was like, if you play round and round, I might no, be no, 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 no. I'll, I'll sing, lay it down for you. Okay, good deal. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been fun to catch up with you guys. Volume two is out on every streaming services. Came out, I believe, the well, about a week and a half the ago or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. Came out Friday the 13th. Yeah. I looked for it the day before, and I think I must have hit refresh 200 times. And when it finally hit, I was like, I'm on. I found an excuse to get in my car. But Friday the 13th uh, of January became volume two. Go check it out. And nice. uh, you can get the links on our page. And then if you stay on and listen to the show, you'll hear a snippet or two from some of the songs that are on there because I've already got you captivated. So now you're going to be forced to listen to it. Uh, we'll Gentlemen, it. thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you very yeah, much. Yeah, we, you mean yeah, a lot to, to this, what we're doing. It, it really, uh, a huge supporter, and, and we can't thank you enough, man. So, yeah, you bet, guys. Have a good one. Okay. You Thanks, Dave. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Huge shout out and congratulations to these guys for releasing this record. Honestly, I'm just really happy Kevin was here to record this interview with us as you heard about some of his recent health issues that he's had over the past month. I'm also extremely humbled and want to say thank you to these guys personally for giving the credit to me and this show in their album. I got my copy in the mail this week and just haven't stopped smiling. This show is here to make sure you take your good time with you, so let's do it by rocking out to something off of the latest Rhythm Therapy record, Volume 2. Here's Breathe. Go share it, stream it, just get your hands on this new music.